How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Emerald City Hockey Post Game Live, presented by Flatstick Pub. Oh my gosh, RJ! Another one, another roller coaster of emotions from the down first period, the great second period, the the comeback to tie it super late, RJ, and then the inevitable, which is losing four three in overtime because that's um that's just the story of this Kraken season. Yeah, that's what this team does. Uh, you know, I guess it, it, the overtime losses, they do add up. The loser points do help you in the standings. And, you know, may all your losses be in overtime. Uh, but still, it doesn't make it any less heartbreaking in this game where they came back to tie it late. Despite some discipline issues in the third period, they managed yep. to get away with. Um, but still, it, it is a statement game. I think you do take a point out of a very difficult matchup where the Kraken certainly looked outclassed early in this game. And to be able to recover from that, from, from going down a couple goals early, you know, there is something positive to be said for that. There is. And so there, there's definitely positive moments from this one. I mean, yeah, the, whether it's the defensive issues or the uh the discipline problem right you clean up one of those two things and you're walking away with two points tonight so that that you know that is a positive because those should be things you can address and deal with as a team um so hopefully the kraken are able to do that before i get over to the super chat waiting and everybody in the comment section again want to mention and shout out flat stick pub our sponsor for post game live all season long this year i mean road game rj you can go play mini golf, play duffel board, watch the game, especially a game like this, these earlier games that start um, when the Kraken are on the road, right? Kids are loud in there until seven. So you can go with the family, make it a family outing to watch the first part of the game. Or, hey, you know, all these Kraken games are going to overtime. You can show up after seven if you don't want uh, the, the kids around, right? And you can just get ready for the, for the exciting overtime loss finish uh, together at that point too. So there you go, everybody. Flat stick pub. And uh, we'll kick off the Super Chats here with Sean. Stop the defensive lapses and stupid penalties. Great to steal a point. Riker looked pretty bad tonight. Concerned about McCann. Beat LA Wednesday. So let's get to here. The defensive lapses and stupid penalties, though, RJ, are really going to be the story of this game, right? And it starts in the first period with really just Jamie Alexiak struggling to defend two-on-ones. Two two-on-ones specifically, RJ, that lead to two goals for Dallas. Right. Two very similar looks with the two on one Borgen has pinched and the stars get behind you and it's a two on one the other way. And the coaching on that is always take away the pass. You have mm -hmm. to take away the pass across. You can let the player with the puck go shoot it because it's easier for the goalie to get out aggressive and deal with. Alexiak lets the pass through on the first one. He lets it through twice, actually. That's, you know, you really can't do that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's about as bad as you can possibly play a two-on-one, really in both instances. And it costs the Kraken early. And Alexiak, you, you just got to get a stick down. You got to lie down just something to take away the pass on that play. Definitely. And then when it comes to the penalties, Later on, RJ, I mean, Yanni Gord, I still don't know what he's thinking when he runs Wedgwood there. I know it's not like the most aggressive run of a goaltender we've ever seen, but still, he's he. you initiate contact, you know that's going to be a penalty. And at that point, the Kraken are down by one. You've already had to kill off multiple penalties in that period, in that third period. You just can't do that including the one that they had just killed off, which was really an unwise hooking penalty for yes. Bionni, where, again, you are chasing the guy. He's got a few steps on you. If you reach your stick out to try and pull him back from behind and you get it right in on the gloves like he did, that's a hook. I know he was complaining about that call, but, I mean, what, what do you want? That's textbook hooking. And then right afterward, to go put your team shorthanded again, you can't make any contact with the goalie in that situation. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, yeah, sure, Wedgwood kind of goes down a little bit, but, like, you can't touch him at all. 
That's just not yeah. a play. He's got the puck in his glove. You have to know better and stop up. I, I don't know what he was thinking there. Yep. And then uh, last thing, Riker looking rough tonight. I mean, we said it multiple times during our live game commentary. Shout out to all the patrons who joined us for that one. This is Riker's worst game in the NHL for sure. Whether it was struggling to hold the puck in at the at the blue line in the offensive zone, whether it's on the overtime winner, RJ, where he, he, he kind of plays the man, but not really. He's mostly just puck watching, lets him get behind him, doesn't take away the stick or anything. And, and the goal happens. Yeah, even in real time, there there's a good amount of time where he's just kind of standing there next to the guy. He identifies him. He knows exactly where he is, but he doesn't do anything to take away the stick. And the stick yeah. is just a target there on the ice, and that's what results in the goal. Um, and you know that's one he wants to have back. Eventually, he gets a stick up, and it kind of gets caught in the guy's shoulder, but too little too late. Yeah, definitely. And then Super Chat here from Schultz. If McCann is out, we bring in Shane Wright, RJ. I mean, not just McCann this one, but Belmar too, right? Two injuries to the Kraken. And both forwards. I mean, they've just been so banged up, this forward core. I mean, it makes the Tatar trade look that much more important, certainly having somebody in the top six who could potentially score. But yeah, if McCann's out long term, I think you have to consider it just because you're losing your top goal scorer. He is so much of the scoring punch that you have as a team. And with him, Schwartz, Burakovsky out, you need somebody who can score goals. I, I think it might have to be Shane to the rescue, at least just for a little bit. Um, yep. You know, it could be a temporary thing. I just don't know who else you're going to bring in. You know, Devin Shore probably isn't going to replace the goals Jared McCann brings to you. Uh, you're going to need something a little stronger than that. Yeah, now we're not going to know the severity of McCann's injury for a little while, obviously. But yes, if that's the case, I'm all for Shane Wright. And we talked about it. Shane Wright probably look really, really good in one of these Winter Classic jerseys. Just saying. Uh, now, this comment from James was at the game wearing my Beneers jersey and actually met Maddie's parents. Super good game. Maddie played amazing, hard fought. So it was a hard fought game, RJ. Kraken were able to tie this one late to at least pick up that loser point. Um, and Maddie Beneers did have a great game, right? That second period really belonged to the Maddie Beneers line. Yeah, it really did. I mean, they had, I think, about 92% of shot quality by the end of the second period. I didn't check what the final total was, but they were dominant in that period. And it was part of the Kraken really being able to get their footing back and get into this game. They led the way. And, and from a scoring standpoint, too, we haven't seen that a whole lot this season. But if those guys can just get it going, that could be a real matchup nightmare for other teams. They've been playing essentially as the third line. They've been matched up against other teams' third lines. Uh, if you can win that matchup battle, that's going to help you a lot. Oh, definitely. It looks like they finished with about that same amount, RJ. Um, yeah, and it was just good to see Matty Beneers score again, right? Like, we looked it up. It had been 10 games, right? He hadn't scored since November 28th in that game in Chicago. Like, I just feel really good for him to be able to get on the board. Part of Matty doing well, too, right? Kicking things off with the scoring with that line was Tatar picking up his first goal as a member of the Kraken, RJ, and excited for him, excited to see that. We both thought he had a really good game tonight as well. Right. And I'm, I'm willing to throw that first game out. I mean, he wasn't bad. I just didn't really notice him much. But now that he actually has had, you know, more than probably more than five or six hours of sleep before a game, now that he's had more than 24 hours with the team, uh -huh. I think he's looked great and he's fitting in well with that line on that goal. I love the play by Matty Beneers. I mean, that is it ultimate Matty Beneers play for me. He enters the zone, controlled entry, and he just draws the defenseman over to himself and creates a bunch of space in the middle of the ice for Tatar to go in to and the passing lane isn't there Haskinen takes away the pass he does a good job at that but the shooting lanes there and Maddie sees if I can just throw the puck off the pads in the right way 
it'll get to Tatar where it needs to go. We've we've called that nature's centering pass, right? Uh, where you don't have the direct lane, you bank it yep. in off the goalie. Yep. Such a smart play. I love that from Maddie. Definitely. And people in chat starting to think, hey, maybe Maddie's parents being there is, is the secret. Uh, Michelle met Maddie's parents in Vancouver, right? Maybe that's the secret. Uh, Mason, got to sign the extension, then they can retire and come to all the games. <laughs> you know kraken could just have them join for the for the road trips right like let's just do that uh, Lindsay pointed out too when maddie's parents are in the building he scores a goal and gets an assist and his family come to every game so there we go we've we've cracked the code rj um got a super chat here from riley no comment that i see i know you have one from higher up here um Let's see. Point is a point, but our D were liabilities. Rough game for Riker, but that's going to happen as a young player. Live it and learn. This does feel like one of those games. Again, you were able to come back. You were able to tie the game. You are able to pick up a point. And if you fix one of either the discipline problem or defending those two-on-ones, this is a two-point game for you. So again, those those are positives. That is something that the Kraken can use to build off of. It feels like that's just been the narrative for every post game, though, is that, hey, you're treading water. You got a point. Good for you. If you fix one or two of these things, you could get two points. But the problem is, RJ, the moment they fix one or two of those things, something else becomes then the problem that keeps them from getting there. I, I they're just they're one like four game win streak away from just being solidly in a wild card spot. It just seemingly can't materialize i know and it does feel like the arrow is pointing up though certainly with these last four games being you know, being this close getting to overtime and i mean i think that's what riley's also saying we I mean, need to just tread water and pick up points not a bad thing to go on a run toward the end of the year and take that into the playoffs um and adding don't tank yeah no definitely you got to be looking forward toward a wild card spot you know toward higher in the standings because it does feel like it's coming together and i mean hey you do improve your points percentage with an otl here yeah. i guess you get closer to 500 uh really you just got to look at the wins and losses yeah you keep yourself three points back of that wild card spot i mean you do have you don't have the games in hand so that's not you know that's going to be mm -hmm. an issue at some point but again you just go on a little win streak you're not even talking about like a long eight game win streak or something like you just need to go on a little bit of a win streak and you're going to be fine if you're the seattle kraken team uh tammy pointing out this was adam larson's 800th game rj so nice milestone for the congrats to him Love Love that. Bach, we're crawling to the playoffs. This team so unserious and painful. At least we got a point. Um, even when Maddie has a great game, he's still uh, unlucky with bounces and with that post RJ and overtime. Proud of this team. Um, wish Alexiak would learn how to guard 2v1 from Coop. I think we're all there a little bit. Something Brian, practice. Gutty, gutty effort against a great team. Yeah, I mean, so far, RJ, right? We, we knew it was going to be a test, both last game against the Kings, this game against Dallas. You pick up two points out of those like that's better than nothing, but it's still you, you'd hope they can start beating these, you know, playoff teams. Right. I mean, it'd be nice to see. I I still maintain that if you can just kind of stay even tread water against these really good playoff teams, it's fine as long as you beat the teams that you should beat. And we'll see that coming up in a couple games against Anaheim. You need two points against Anaheim. No excuses. You just got to get it. You know, L.A., Dallas, L.A. is a really rough stretch. You know, if yep. you can just kind of pick up points, you're OK. But like Anaheim there, you know, Calgary, who's right there with you, you got to pick up those points. Yeah. Those are the games. And in Chicago, you know, in, in on the homestand, which they did. They took care mm -hmm. of business. 
the problem where they got so far down in the standings is you weren't taking care of business against teams like Ottawa, Montreal, you know, Chicago again yeah. and on the on the road trip. That's where you need to pick up those points. Or the teams in the race with you like Minnesota. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicole, nine points we've given up. Playoffs are out of the picture, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's there is certainly an, an element of that, right? If, if you take half, even half of these, four of these, RJ, and you flip them back the other way, that's four points and you are in the wild card spot, right? If you were able to close these games out instead of taking the loss in overtime. But that being said, as Alan's saying here, rather take these overtime points than none at all. Um, I was much more miserable when we were losing flat out. Hopefully we get our better chance on Wednesday. Uh, Definitely. On the one hand, still a loss. On the other hand, they had no business getting a point, so I can't be too mad. Certainly a way of looking at it too. And I think that's that's the takeaway for me from this game. Right. Especially the way that they started. It felt like, again, they had no business getting a point out of this game, but the best teams, they find way to steal points. Yeah, definitely. Mason, teachable moment for Evans. Not huge because Dallas won't be a wild card team. Yeah, it is a very teachable moment for Riker Evans. And based on everything else that he's done, RJ, he will he'll learn that lesson and he'll take that forward. Yeah, he's going to learn a lot from this. And sometimes, you know, you, you either win or you learn. Right. And I think he's going to you know learn more from this game than maybe the previous six combined. Definitely. Um, did Borgen get benched and also not Borgen's best game? I know Riley had a comment about Will Borgen. Will Borgen, I mean, the defense, a lot of guys on the defense struggled tonight, right? Brian Dumoulin had some issues tonight. Uh, got away with airmail and one maybe late there too, which was fortunate for the Kraken. But yeah, your thoughts on Will Borgen? Uh, yeah, not the best game from him. I mean, you look at those first two goals early, he gets caught on pinches both times. You know, I think Alexiak probably plays it worse, but still Borgen's not blameless there. Uh, you know, it was not a, one of the better games for Will Borgen. I'll say that much. Yeah. Lindsay, I'm more upset about the injuries to McCann and Belmar than the overtime loss. I mean, that certainly is the more concerning thing for the long-term outlook of this, um, of this team gregory damn hell of an effort from the boys from the pugent sound love that be bright spots maddie line looking great dark spots joey save percentage coming back down to earth alexiak borgen can't prevent two on ones Riker not great tonight penalties were bad also two injuries a lot of dark spots there rj that being said again you, you were close against a good team like those are positive things let me check joey's save percentage for this one 857 in this one 24 of 20 it's it's tough whenever you go to overtime though and you yeah. give up the goal in overtime because those are higher quality chances than oh, you're definitely. gonna face in regulation and so you know i think that contributes to it as well um i look and just try and see what the you know if you got a quality start what the expected goals are i can't imagine the stars put up more than four expected goals but oh yeah no um, i have that i have that here they had 1.82 rj okay yes <laughs> I, but I remember like it, it undercounted. Remember the, the second the Duchesne goal where he said yeah. it had a 1% chance of scoring. Then again, yeah. that kind of was Joey's fault. If we're honest to yeah. fall for the Pavelski fake, everyone yeah. fell for it. But yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Pablo bring right up and stop sending him back to the AHL. He needs to start playing big NHL minutes. I mean, certainly I do think if you're going to call him up for a longer period of time, RJ, because of an injury, you'll just keep him at the NHL level at that point. I would think. Yeah, I, I think so. Probably if it's like a longer term thing, he's staying. Yeah. Light with the super chat here. I'll take a point. The team had to fight to steal. Maddie looked amazing, especially in the third. I think the team is in a better place from the eight losses or nine now. Um, but yes, they are in a better spot, right? If if you were to have lost all these games in regulation instead, Kraken would be in last place in the, the Western Conference. 
So like it makes a massive difference. The fact that you're a couple points out of the playoff spot versus being dead last in the conference and totally out of it. They certainly do add up. And that's why I'm never too upset when the game ends in overtime, RJ, because it does mean that they did get that point. Right. And and that would be last in the league as well, not just last in the conference. Uh, those OTLs are very important. Yeah. Um, Fusion Mix Pavelski technically had a, f- a phantom assist on that game winning goal. Harley's one of the guys who stayed on the ice with him after practice, just working on redirects. Riker. Oof. Interesting. Good, good information there from Fusion Mix. Uh, appreciate that. Um, how hard is it to go down to a freaking knee <laughs> from Cody? Um, yeah, I know. Uh, getting into the, the all the stuff from, from Maddie's parents being there. Uh, go check yourself. I mean, I guess we didn't give up, so that's cool. At least we're first in the league in loser points. They played lithium in the stadium after the game, so that's foul. <laughs> Oh, that's that's, rough. that's definitely rough. Um, but yes, I mean, this is different than what this team was before RJ, right? Like there was a lot of post games earlier on this season where we were coming on and we all had to talk about the fact that for the first time ever, we were watching a Kraken team that wasn't able to put together a 60 minute performance, right? They weren't able to make these pushes late in games and potentially send them into overtime. And that certainly has been something that we haven't had to talk about in a while now. Like even over that eight game losing streak, we weren't totally talking about that. So that, that is definitely um, a silver lining and something I'm happy about. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing more resilience from this team. And also I, I, firmly believe if you take the team from that eight game losing streak, certainly like the worst parts of it, and you put it in these last two games against LA against Dallas, you get blown out in both of them. It's yeah. not even close because those are very good teams who are playing very well. So it shows this is a higher level of crack in hockey than, than what got them in this position. Yep. Crack until I die. We're on pace to beat the flames. 17 overtime losses. Yeah. Uh, you had this up here at the 2022, 2023 flames had 17 overtime losses and just missed the playoffs, RJ. So hopefully at some point, the crack can start converting them into wins. And then maybe we won't, we won't miss the, the playoffs. Uh, that would be nice. Daniel, how many of these penalties were on the Kraken, and how many were the stars working the system? I think a lot of these were pretty fair on the Kraken. Like they, they were on the Kraken, certainly like the Yanni one late stuff like that, because to be perfectly honest, RJ, you and I were talking, there was a couple of really weak penalties called on Dallas in the, like later on in this game in the third period, because it felt like the refs were trying to let the Kraken kind of get back into it with the, with the, when it comes to the penalties, Kraken just wouldn't stop taking them. Right. I mean, I, I do think that was the case. I think they were kind of trying to even up a little bit. I mean, you saw that after the, the second Yanni penalty where Wenberg, there's not a whole lot of contact with Pavelski mm-hmm. there, but he goes down and, and they call that. There's another one earlier in the game. You know, I, I think the refs were trying to be as even hand as they could. The Kraken just they were forcing them into calling a lot of penalties against Seattle. Oh, yeah, they were. They they it's discipline has been an issue here these last couple games um for the kraken for sure super chat here let's talk about the pk also pets for afra all right rj so while i pet afra talk about the pk and how great they were tonight (laughs) yeah the pk was excellent tonight i mean you saw the aggressiveness that they've been bringing uh recently and and just as you mentioned on the podcast too it's not necessarily like power kill type aggressiveness i'm not going out there trying to score a shorthanded goal they're just putting a lot of good old-fashioned pressure on the puck carrier um, and, and you saw that kind of throw the stars off a little bit tonight as it's thrown off teams in the last four games where they've had this good stretch. Um, you know, it, it hurts also when you lose Belmar, who's a regular penalty killer, when you lose Jared McCann, who's a regular penalty killer. But I think you had guys like Matty Beneers and Alex Wenberg kind of step into those spots pretty seamlessly. And I thought yeah. they looked really good. 
Yeah, they did. And I mean, look, it, they had to come up huge in the third period in this one, particularly early on in the third period. And if they don't step up and do what they did tonight, the Kraken don't have the opportunity to tie it late, right? They don't have the opportunity to get a point in this one. So I do think that the PK is, is in a lot of ways like MVP of this game, right? Holding a dangerous Dallas team, RJ, right? They, they've got a lot of ways they could beat you on the power play and you hold them to 0 for 4 on the night. It's really, really impressive. I know there's like that pseudo one where they had the bonus time because of the delayed call, right? And that's how you get that second Duchesne goal. But still, it's going to go down as a perfect night for the PK. And I do think that that's really important. They did it. They did a fantastic job there. Um, Chip, I don't know if I see us beating Anaheim or Calgary. I feel like we usually play worse against that caliber caliber of team for some reason. I mean, so far, RJ, with the exception of like the Sharks game at home and then the most recent game against the Blackhawks, that certainly has been the case for this Kraken team. They'll they'll find a way to elevate their play against teams like Dallas or the Kings, and then they kind of fall apart against a, a Ducks team in Anaheim. That has been the trend, but you know what? Uh, with the downside of that comes the opportunity to reverse that trend. I mean, you have a chance to go out and and play like you should against teams that are not very good. And I, I think really even more than beating playoff level teams, that's going to be what really decides the season for the Kraken is can you take care of business against teams like that, where if you bring the effort like you did tonight or like you did against LA, you're going to beat those teams and you're going to beat them in regulation. You just have to kind of copy paste that effort from a good opponent to a bad one definitely good night pablo hope you feel better i know that flu's been going around it's been rough on a lot of people definitely hope you feel better fusion mix maddie and tatar showing chemistry after what one game fun to see after he's not clicked with guys like he did last year i do think that that's important right like the fact that he does look very comfortable with tatar rj maddie that being and um I, I think that's going to be big for him, especially as he does kind of transition and change what his role is on this team as he is, you know, that line is becoming more of a checking line, right? They're going to have better opportunities and matchups, but maybe a little bit, bit less ice time. I think that's going to be big for Matty Beniers. Yeah, it's going to be big for Beniers, big for Tatar. I mean, he's already matched his goal total from with Colorado in, in 27 games, in yeah. two games with the Kraken. So you know that's got to feel good for him. And you know, we talked to him uh, before his first game with the Kraken, and he, he was just so eager to kind of get a restart, a reboot with a new team. He knows how good he can play. He knows what he can do. He knows he can have games like mm -hmm. this where he scores a clutch goal. Um, it just wasn't working out in Colorado for whatever reason. But uh, again, I, I love the acquisition and certainly – with all these forward injuries, he's going to get opportunities. He's going to get a lot of chances now. Definitely. The record for overtime losses for a team is 18 from the 08-09 Lightning, 2011-12 uh, Panthers, 2014-15 Flyers, and the 2013-14 Devils. Only the Panthers made the playoffs there from Byron. Uh, thank We're you for halfway that. there. We're halfway there. Yeah, I know. All right. Let's start turning these around a little bit then. Um, Schultz, Kings will be on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Need to jump on them early. And as Fusion Mix saying here uh, as well, regarding the LA game, the Kings are bad at home for some reason. And I think the Kraken won both games there last year. They did because I was at both of those games. And yes, the Kraken have always played well against the Kings, particularly in LA. So I'm really excited to see um, what they're able to do here. I, I do think they have a really good chance of walking out of um, crypto.com arena RJ with two points. Certainly with you in the building again, it seems to be a good luck charm for them. But yeah, the Kings are just plain old 500 at home. Actually, I mean, they're NHL 500. They're 5-5-3, five, five, and three, so they've lost more games at home than they've won. For whatever reason, they can't seem to get it done in that building. Kraken could take advantage.
Yeah. Hey, we know what that's like as Kraken fans, right? We know what it's sure like to be a, a true road warrior team. <laughs> we saw that last year. Um, uh, let's see here. Alexiak Borgen showing why they seem to have been demoted at least 5v5. They have really struggled here, RJ. Like, And I know, you know Riker coming in on the third pairing and playing well brought it up on the podcast we recorded earlier. Riker was getting a ton of minutes coming into this game. Again, rough game from Riker. We'll see how he responds against LA, what Dave Haxtell does. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a little bit of a rough stretch for Alexiak and Will Borgen. And then also from Bob Ren, the, for the the goalie record for overtime losses. It's 14 from Freddie Anderson with the 16, 17 Leafs NHL stat page is more useful than you'd think. Yes. All the usefulness from the NHL goes to the NHL stat page. Doesn't go to NHL network or the NHL app or, you know, promoting large events, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Credit to the stats page. They put it all there. And um, yeah, I mean, Joey's more than halfway there. He's got eight. Yep, definitely. Fusion Mix. I don't have AHL TV. How has Wright been in the desert? Shane Wright's been fantastic playing for Coachella Valley. He looks so good. He, he just looks so aggressive. It's exactly what we want to see from him. Near point per game player. He's, he's scoring at a really good clip as well. Um, playing well with different line mates at various times. Yeah, Shane Wright looks like he's he's for real down there for sure. Um, does feel like we've turned a corner and I think we could really start stringing together some wins soon. The January schedule has a lot of games against teams below the playoff line. Lindsay pointing out. So yes, all of this treading water could come to fruition. RJ, should we get to January and beat up on, on the teams worse than us? Yeah. I mean, that's really when the schedule does start to lighten up is, is January. I know it feels like a long time away cause it's after the winter classic and that big event. But you know, once you get that Vegas game out of the way outdoors, it really does lighten up starting with that that long Eastern Conference road trip. But again, that's the kind of trip where you look at last season, where the Kraken can really put things together and string together some wins. Oh, yeah. Those opportunities really seemed to galvanize them last season, and they were able to get some good stuff going there. So definitely. Uh, Mason, 50 or 60 OTLs and 22 wins probably gets you to the playoffs. Easy for the Kraken this year. That's it. That's all you got to do. Just got to lose, you know, go lose 60 games. Make sure they're all in overtime. Yep, that's this. That's the point system. Yep. Uh, Jules with the super chat here. I can't wait for the game at Crypto. A few co-workers I talk hockey with are also coming to the game, really hoping for a win at work. That would be awesome, Jules. Hopefully can get you that. Thank you for the super chat. And yes, always excited when the Kraken come down here to Southern California. And, um, and definitely excited for you as well. Um, Wendy, was this Rikers' first road game with us? It was. So maybe there's something to that too. First NHL road trip. Yeah, that, that's true. I, I, you know, I wonder, I mean, cause look, when you get into a rhythm at home, um, it, it's just kind of a different environment when you head out on the road as a player and especially too, with some of the matchups, cause mm -hmm. you know, Hackstall can't really control the matchups as well as, as he can at home and making sure you kind of shelter one of your defensemen a little bit more. Uh, that yeah. might've been a factor as well. Yeah. Do you mind getting that super chat from light there? Cause I don't want to lose where I'm at in the comments here. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, from light here. Thanks for the super chat. Uh, worth noting the teams we've lost to in overtime have been a lot of darn good teams, mm -hmm. not getting to overtime with bottom feeders. Uh, yeah. And that's a good point. I'm looking back at the schedule here. So you've got Dallas and LA, of course uh, you got Tampa, you got Toronto, mm -hmm. um, you know, Calgary, you know, so, so, uh, and uh, Edmonton, you know, they're certainly we know how how good yeah. they actually are. Right. Uh, you know, Arizona, Tampa again. Arizona's in the playoff spot. Yeah, um, they're the team. You you know, Carolina. Right yeah. Uh, St. Louis. Like, yeah, these are some pretty good teams. 
yeah, no, it's it's been good for them uh, here for a little while. Uh, do want to shout out everybody who's in here. Over 110 people in here right now. I know the Seahawks game's going on, all that stuff. So want to thank everybody for being here. Um, Julia, our current injury rate, the Winter Classic will be Vegas versus Coachella Valley. I know it's, it's going to be, oh, it's it's rough right now. Um, B, I wonder if Drieger starts in LA. Like, yeah, Joey did as well as he could against them last time, but six starts in a row is a lot, especially since this is his first real season at the NHL level. So you and I talked about this on the podcast earlier, RJ. We figured Joey would probably get the starts through that LA game and then maybe get Drieger in against Anaheim. At least that's what I said. Do you think this game changes that if you're Dave Haxtall? I mean, I, I don't think so. I, I still just see him kind of riding Joey this whole time because the schedule allows for it. There aren't any back-to-backs until mid-January. You know, it, it's not really that big of a, a fatigue issue. He's handled the workload like this in the past. Um, I, I feel bad for Drieger, you know, maybe yeah. not getting an opportunity despite being up for so long with the injury. But I, I think he's just going to keep going with Joey. Do you do, do you think if they had lost this one in regulation and it was, you know, defensive issues and discipline issues that then you would go with the backup goaltender for the next one? Because it's kind of like sends that message and gets the guys to maybe not do those things again. Yeah, I think possibly, you know, if you don't get a point out of this one, maybe sending a message would help or, or just a little kind of wake up to the guys like, hey, you, you got a different goalie in net one who is is battled his way back to the league. You better make sure to take care of him better than you took care of Joey in the first period with those two on ones. So um, maybe you, you have that message, but I think you get a point out of this one. I know Haxtell tends to look on the bright side of things like that when he feels the efforts generally there and mm-hmm. especially when you get a point. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Ricky, playoffs, they can't even get to 500. I know, but playoffs are there right like you're you're fifth in the wild card chase right now there's more teams below you than above you i i think it's reasonable to ask also i think whatever team gets that second wild card spot coming out of the west this year rj is gonna be a barely 500 team like i don't think you need to get to 550 points percentage or something like that i i really don't this year no i mean that line is gonna be maybe around like 90 points or so i'm, I'm trying to um see let's see evolving That's- involving hockey like where that the line is because they do play off point projections right Mm -hmm. and um trying to see but i uh yeah anyway you can yeah the western conference wild card race this year is not particularly good right it's a much bigger deal in the east the penguins are seventh of 10 in the wild card race in the east with a 517 points percentage right that's what st louis has as the third team in the wild card race in the west so this year the western conference just not quite as strong when it comes to this wild card race so i you know kraken do have a a chance at it if they can turn things around Right. So I'm looking at it now. Sorry, from Micah Blake McCurdy. I mean, it looks like the playoff line here in the West projected right now is about 89 points. So yeah, that's, that's not much over 500. No, it's not. So, yes, cracking at 29 through 33 games, that absolutely needs to improve. They're still sitting with only 10 wins. That that number needs to grow. It needs to be better. I'm not saying that the playoffs are even likely, but I certainly don't think they're in a spot where you can say you can kind of say like it's it's a not going to happen. I think I think they're still right there. Um, yeah. Hockey Fork, I'm really curious with all the loser points the team has gotten, if they would have played harder if it wasn't a thing. Just my annual PSA that overtime should still be winner takeover comments rj <laughs> overtime should absolutely be winner take all i get rid of the loser point i'm i'm here for it yeah 
Um, let's you know see. my position. Rick, yes. Uh, <laughs> Ricky, team needs four goals to win. Ergo, get four goals. Get right up here, Pronto, and anyone else who can score. I mean, that's where the McCann injury could certainly uh, become a problem for them. Uh, Patrick, reminding everybody, like the stream. Appreciate that, Patrick. Good to see you in there for the Patreon live chat Love's, as well. Love seeing yeah. the celebration here in the bottom of chat. You know, it's a... Um, some, some positives out of the Seattle sports night. Okay. The Seahawks get the win. Sounds like it. Okay. Certainly by this chat, it seems like it. Okay. There we go. Good. Good for that. Um, light. I'm going to customize my firebirds Jersey. Do I get right or Riker? Ooh, that's an interesting question. Light. That's a really tough call. I mean, Riker was there for longer, but you know, I mean, Shane Wright's Shane Wright. I, I think I'd go Shane Wright, but it's close. I, I wouldn't fault any. If you have any kind of, you know, feel it, gut feeling, go with that. But I, I might go Shane over Riker just a little bit. Yeah, uh, that is true. Striatic, I like this. Every loser point keeps the dream alive. It's frustrating not to gain ground, but staying alive is the key right now. Certainly, uh, at least you can get through to, to some of those easier teams in the schedule, and then it could be like make it or break it time, right? If the Kraken really struggle through January with the lighter schedule, then I, I'd get on board with the whole like, all right, maybe then stop collecting points. Uh, all your earning is draft <laughs> yeah. position at that point. Um, certainly. Uh, Super Chat here from light yeah if mccann is out move yanni to wing and call up shane would allow for a lot of time uh i agree with that and i think that that's something that they would consider uh doing here yeah i mean i think certainly moving somebody to wing i mean you might have to do that anyway because you have all these forward injuries and none of them are centers um so it just it like the 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 timing and and just who is getting hurt of these injuries is just ridiculous it's it's just all your wingers and, uh, and and their top six guys, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I know, I know. Luck. I know. It's it's maybe we can predict the next one. Like who who else could they least afford to lose right now? I have somebody in mind, and I don't want to say their name, so I'm not going to. But yeah, it's it's tough. It's really tough. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. At some point, I have it's someone stop. I'm thinking too. So yeah. I'm just not going to say it. Yeah. At some point, it's got to stop. At some point, the injury luck's got to turn around. At some point, everybody's going to start coming back, right? Like that—that's the way this works. It's just it. Oh, just got to get I out mean, of no. It's got to get out too. Is it's like you're treading water until some of these guys can come back, and you get those right. boosts from being them back in the lineup. Yeah. And then you uh, you make a big move to bring somebody in at the deadline, right, RJ? I mean, if you're in position, you can do it. Um, but yeah, you got to be a little bit more secure at that point. Yes, exactly. Um, and oh, here's another thing, too. Uh, so Jeff Baker from Seattle Times was on uh, Jeff Merrick's show on Friday, RJ. And one of the things that Merrick brought up was, look, Kraken, all lefties at center. Would they bring up Shane Wright just so that you have a little bit of variety, just so you could have a right-handed shot at center? And I think that is something that we've never really talked about when it comes to adding Shane Wright to the lineup. But now that it seems like that's a little bit more possible because of the injuries, um, do you have any thoughts on that? I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot, so to speak. but I'm, No, I'm I mean, I, I did listen that. to that the other day too, so I, I thought about it myself. But I, I don't know that it makes that big of a difference, except on maybe on face-offs. But they don't seem to mind having wingers come in and take those when it's on the right right side and they, they do well enough like it's okay um you know as for just you know as a line as a whole i mean maybe if you got like three lefties all together or something but players can work with that you know it, it's still fine i think i don't have an issue with it 
Yeah, I was going to say, I know you know this, but for everybody listening, I think the whole handedness thing, like, it's just ridiculous to ever bring it up. I, I, I like, don't even really <laughs> like to bring it up for defensemen, and that's definitely where everybody brings it up. So, yeah, certainly when it comes to center depth, I just don't care. It's fine. If you got guys on the wing, you can do it. You got guys on the wing, go for it. Yeah. Um, Lindsay's in favor of the 3 2 1 point system. Three points for a regulation win, two points for an overtime win, one point for an overtime loss, zero points for regulation loss. Why is it always called the 3 2 1? It should be called 3 2 1 0. Because that zero still is in there. Just saying. Yeah. No, there is a zero point option. It's an improvement. It's an improvement yeah. over the current system. Uh, that's actually, I got to believe it's a function of keyboards, RJ. If you could go 3 2 1 0 on a keyboard, everybody would. But then you got to like use the other hand on the right side. It's not. <laughs> not good um it's it is it is um let's let's see here uh i know yeah no definitely not gonna name who's who's gonna be next no 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 nobody name anybody, <laughs> like, nobody no, name no, no. anybody. uh tammy pointing out berkey did come back for about three minutes <laughs> it's true um do we have uh do we have like the timeline for berkey's always asking it's just uh no week, right just week to week yeah, I mean, which who knows what that could mean. I mean, obviously, it means it's something serious enough. But yeah, I'm going back to the official uh, communique from the team. Andre Burakovsky, upper body IR, week to week. Yep. There you go, That's week to have. week. So same thing with Grubauer there. Um, let's see here. Three to one rolls off the tongue better, lol. Three to one. Oh, how's that? There we go. That's the definitive. That should be the definitive. Not even zero. Three, two, three, one, two, one, oh. Oh. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> How's that, Lindsay? Um, let's see. The luck has been bad enough already without literally inviting the universe to make things worse. Agreed. Uh, Jenna, I went with John Hayden, and I love it so much. That's, that's a good one for a Firebirds jersey, for sure, to go with John Oh, Hayden. yeah. Um, I still think at some point I'd love to see him up with the Kraken too, RJ. I know at this point it seems like that's definitely not going to happen. They've had opportunities and they haven't gone with him. But he hasn't been scoring in the same way he was last season. I think yeah. that's that's the key. And then also they just clearly have made the decision that you don't need to bring someone up exclusively to fight. Because if they yeah. haven't decided that at this point, they, they're not going to. Yeah. Um, from Robbie, I don't know if y'all read these, but I got to say bringing Shane Wright in as a fourth line role is a waste of time. Having that man play sparse minutes as a fourth liner is a waste of time for the team and him. Thousand percent agree with you, Robbie. And we would not, we've always been like advocating against that. I thought the three game kind of emergency call up situation with Ryan Winterton was a little bit of a different story. I was okay with it there because it was, you knew it was going to be for a limited time frame. Uh, and it was, you know, also to help out Ryan Winterton get up there and get, get into some games as well. But yes, if they were to go, th go ahead and bring in Shane Wright, it, at the very least, it's got to be a middle six role, right? And really with this team, RJ, if you're just part of lines one, two, or three, you're going to be getting roughly the same ice time as everybody else. Exactly. And so I think as long as you're in that kind of position for Shane, right, that's, you know, where you want to be. Um, I, I was okay with the call up on the fourth line as a short term thing. But yeah, his development is more important than, you know, just a, a band aid on the fourth line for right now. I think the team agrees. And yeah, mm -hmm. as far as like reading that, I see that's actually like a comment from Twitter, which is kind of cool. Yeah, um, you don't see a ton of those on here. But yes, we see it. We read it. Yep, definitely. Um, like y'all talking about point systems make me think I'm in a band again talking about time signatures. Lol, we out here with the seven eight point system. 
Sounds like you were in a fun band. I anything anytime I'm jamming with somebody, nobody's ever interested in doing fun stuff like that. So it's good for you, Light. Uh, getting away from four four, I'm all for it. Uh, big prog rock, <laughs> prog metal guy over here. So you're speaking my language. Um, Fusion Mix, man, I should get AHL TV. People love Hayden so much, and my only point of reference is when he showed up, broke his hand, losing a fight, and then was gone. That was a rough game for him. I. I... <laughs> Yeah, he fell awkwardly and he's out for a while. Yep. I mean, he was able to come back later that season for the Firebirds, too. I mean, heck yes. of a comeback. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, Light saying John Hayden's been winning a lot of fights in CV. Oh, I, I believe it. I believe it. Um, Lindsay, Jane Schwartz allegedly should be healthy around my birthday. That would be a nice present. Definitely. Um, let's see. They've gone, uh, they've done free games occasionally for HL TV. You can keep an eye out for something like that. If you want to check it out. Um, agreed. Be good. Good for throwing that in there. Um, and yeah, uh, well, yeah, a lot of people, if fusion mix, if you go to our discord, I don't know if you're on there or not. I think you are. Um, but people are pretty good about, about talking about that when those uh, free promotions are coming up. So, uh, you can check that. Um, Crack until I die. Fourth line minutes aren't bad in current arrangement. I still think if you're going to bring up Shane Wright, you want him to be able to get as much playing time as possible. His development all along, like before he got with the Kraken, was was really kind of you know not ideal in the sense that he missed a full season of OHL development time because of COVID. Then you have the stuff from last year, RJ, where he's drafted and he's kind of with the Kraken. They can get him down to Coachella Valley for a handful of games, but then he was just kind of bouncing around places right and then he goes to canada for the world juniors then eventually goes back to major junior like at this point he needs regular playing time and he needs regular minutes for his development just because he hasn't had that opportunity the way in normal times a normal time period a player of his caliber would have so for that reason i'm just not in favor of regular fourth line minutes for him yeah, under ordinary circumstances, you might be right. But I, I think in the greater context, Shane Wright, he needs games. He needs minutes more than anything else. Yes. Um, let's see. Hockey Fork. I listen to these late, so my chats come in late. But RJ saying they're fifth in the wild card race when saying they have a chance is buck wild. I'll take the hit for you because that was actually me, uh, Dylan, uh, Hockey Fork. But yes, I, look, it's true, though. Like, it's look, fifth is well, better than seventh. I mean, Better way to phrase it might be they're three points out of the last wild card spot. Yeah. They're, you know, a game and a half out. I know games in hand are a whole thing, but, you know, they're not that far out of it. A lot of teams to climb over, but looking at these teams, do they really give you any, you know, any kind of confidence that they can, you know, have a great finish of the season? Do the Flames, are they scary? Are the St. Louis Blues who just fired their coach scary? Um, you know, are the Coyotes all Coyotes, that scary? The Predators? Yeah, I know. Like, no, no, no. Um, yeah, no, it's. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. Uh, it's, it's just one of those things. Uh, and I was only bringing that up to say that there's more teams behind them than in front of them is really why I brought that up. And then I brought up the seventh third thing because to show that the East is a train wreck this year uh, or I mean, the West is a train wreck this year. Oh, yeah, I don't sure. I'm used to saying that, RJ, because <laughs> our, our whole lives, it was the other way around. And now all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> Oh man, I was not ready for Dylan to understand the music reference. Now I feel even better about all my super chats. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Definitely want to make people feel good about that. Uh, Tammy, 52-year-old beginner drummer here. So don't be down on 4-4, lol. It's all I can manage so far. Hey, good for you for, for, for doing that. Absolutely. Love that for you, Tammy. 
that is awesome um definitely always recommend people who can do drums i can't really do drums so that's really impressive for to me um rebecca my what choir, is music we, dylan what is music i know i was just gonna say <laughs> when, why don't you show everybody your spotify rap rj and it's just a blank it's just a black screen <laughs> yeah here it is there it, is. Hey, there it goes <laughs> Spotify rap. Oh man, in my choir we sing nothing but mixed meter time signature discourse. Always welcome for Rebecca. Love it, love it. Um, Chain's development is way more important than anything he could gain from limited time with the Kraken from Sean. I agree, but there is stuff that his development could gain from playing at the NHL level, right? I mean, if he's going to get the time and the opportunities to play against good NHL you know, opponents. I think that's valuable for him. You get used to the speed of the game because that's still the number one thing, RJ. When I go from, say, watching the Kraken to the Firebirds or Firebirds to the Kraken, it's still, it's like, you know, it's a massive difference, just the speed of the game. And so at some point, Shane is going to need to see the, um, the, the speed difference. And look, if the injuries force the issue, the injuries force the issue. Right. At some point, the the, the team's health and the, the organization trying to make the playoffs is more important than worrying about, you know, the the ticky tack bit of the development of where he's going to be. So I, I still think there's a lot of benefit to bringing him up if you're going to give him the opportunity, really. Yeah. Well, I think we're early enough in the season, too, that if some if it doesn't go well, if he struggles, if he doesn't meet the moment, you can still send him back down to the Firebirds with three months left to go in the season. And by the time you hit March or April, he's hopefully been in the playoffs with them. It's all a distant memory. Like the downside mm -hmm. I think is limited this early. Yes, definitely. Uh, hi, Paul. I say at the very minimum, Shane replaces a guy like Wenberg who's on an expiring contract. Oh, absolutely. I think that's the Kraken's plan for sure. Like there's nothing that's going to change that. Wenberg walks during the off season. Shane Wright comes in and replaces him in the top six role. Like that's just going to happen. Yep. That's so, the plan. <laughs> and so again, if you can get Shane some action this year, so he doesn't have to walk in as cold next year into the NHL, I think there is a benefit to that. That's why I was so in favor of the Kraken burning the first year off of Maddie's ELC back and bringing him in for those 10 games, RJ, um, back in year one, just because get him in there, get him used to the NHL, get him used to the travel of it, get him used to the routine of it. When you got to show up at the rink, all of that kind of stuff, let him get to know the people who work at CPA. So he's comfortable there. I, I there's massive benefits to that for me. I, I, will yeah, I mean, it was a springboard to his Calder season the next year. It was. So, uh, you know, again, I'll, I would also be in favor of doing something like that late in the year if the Kraken are out of it, just like they were year one, um, bringing, bringing him up. Um, Kraken till I die. Fire coach equals instant short-term uh, winning record. Uh, yeah. I Look, RJ, should a team, RJ, just have a coach and every five games fire a coach and just try to see if it gives you that, that endless short-term coaching bump? I'd like to see a team try. <laughs> just just maybe every like 10 games or so just bring in a new coach new message and, and just see if you can ride the high from that all season mm -hmm. uh, every see. playoff series a new coach yes definitely that would be that would be really that would be unbelievably fascinating actually <laughs> if you had like a veteran leadership core you could get away with it too i, I really mm -hmm. think you could um scott arg i'm on a hunger strike until we're uh badass again and not the, well, that was stupid kind of badass. Well, for sure, no ding dogs or Twinkies. Ah, never mind. <laughs> it's, it's all right, Scott. <laughs> um, 
I will say Maddie looks way different after that shootout goal, almost like a different player tonight from light. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was so good in this one, RJ. We talked about it earlier uh, on the post game live, but the confidence is back for him and that's huge. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing, it, it doesn't really count as an actual goal for him on the stats, but uh, to have that move, even in a loss, like just to, to be around the net and know you can deke a goalie out of his skates, you know, that helps build confidence. And, and you saw the effect of that tonight where he does get a real goal that counts toward his stats. Hopefully he can just kind of get the ball rolling here. I mean, that's, that's what we've been hoping all season that he just needs to kind of break through that wall and start building momentum. Next game is going to be really important for him. I think if he can certainly against LA's structure and their defensive game, how good they are, if he can bust through and find a way to score a goal, I mean, that could really kind of launch everything for him. Yeah, hopefully it does. Uh, JD asking what's our overtime and shootout record. Well, our overtime record is now three and nine yep Yikes. three and nine that's not great uh i don't know specifically about the shootout record though i'm trying to think where would where would i go for that well record? no because that, that's overtime and shootouts would be three yes, and nine three and shootout nine. record is one and four okay so you know that offhand cool so that'd be two uh, so and five i guess in overtime yeah so there you go uh chip i said i needed to see king shootout maddie and not rest of the season maddie and i think that's happening hopefully he stays awake Definitely. I love that. Um, and then this moment right now is unfortunately due to injuries. Could be a good opportunity to get right significant NHL minutes. Again, it could be. We'll have to wait and see and, and hear the latest on the injuries. I mean, it's always tough when they're on the road, RJ. Do you think we get an update tomorrow? Do you think we'll probably get our first update from morning skate on Wednesday? I mean, it, you know, depends if they practice. I mean, right now, they oh, it's, um, let's see, tomorrow's the 19th. They do have a practice scheduled in L.A., for tomorrow. So maybe we will hear something, but again, that could always get canceled given the, the travel involved yeah. uh, overnight. So we'll see. Yeah. I, I still think we'd probably most likely hear about it on Wednesday. Um, some people join in the strike of no sweets until, unless the crack could win. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, it's, it's be tough when I've got this big jar of peanut M&Ms here. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you're you're prepared. Out. But you know what? This is protein, RJ, and that's why I keep this here for these nights where we have to do live game commentary followed by the post because it's got the sugar for that initial bump, but then it's got the peanut with the protein and stuff for the sustained you know, release of energy the rest of the way. Perfectly formulated. <laughs> I, you know, you know how I am. I've always been a nutritionist, RJ. Um, <laughs> not at all. Uh, but yeah, I, so, you know, in that sense, I don't know that a peanut M&M really is a sweet. There you go. That's you. You found the loophole somehow. It's mostly peanut. I wouldn't consider peanuts a sweet. So <laughs> mostly peanut by volume. Yeah. Yeah. That's all that matters. Um, uh, let's see. Tammy, the M and M spin was impressive. <laughs> yep. Love the justification, Dylan. I I'm just saying. I that's, that's he will my... justify everything in his life this way. I mean, I it doesn't matter do. what he can defend any position. That is that is like the smallest scratch of the surface of what I am capable of trying to connect dots and things to. Um, Stratic, I missed most of the game. How are we feeling? A couple games in the Tomas Tatar's experience into the Tomas Tatar's experience. Feeling pretty good about it, especially after this one. 
Yeah, definitely. The first game didn't notice him much, but that's understandable given the circumstances. This game, I, I felt like we really saw what he's all about and what he can bring to a team. I like the chemistry with Maddie. After just two games, they really seem to start building that. Um, and I, I think that's the kind of thing maybe Ron Francis even looked for when trying to figure out a forward to trade for is who can I see that may, can maybe get Maddie Beniers going and early returns are good. Yeah, definitely. I'm telling you, he's going. it's, it's going to be Tolvanen again. He's, his shooting percentage is going to go up now that he's with the new team. He's going to have some new life playing with a young kid in Matty Beniers. I think it's going to go really, really well for him here uh, in Seattle. And then, you know, get us to the playoffs and then he'll um, sit on the bench. <laughs> you can listen to the deep dive we recorded earlier for more on that story. Uh, yeah. Light, I'm so happy, though. My Winter Classic patch arrived. The jersey is complete. Oh, I'm so happy for you, Light. I know that's been such a uh, such a journey over on the Discord following when it comes to that. <laughs> and Light also pointing out, look, next game is in L.A. Shane wouldn't be far away. That is true. Oh. That's true, yeah. I mean, are the Firebirds at home? Uh, I think good. so. That's a good question. You could look that up there. I'll I think they were yesterday, one. yeah. Yeah, Rebecca, I think we feel better about the the Tomash Tatar experience than anything else about the Kraken experience tonight. I don't know. I feel really good about Maddie. I feel really good about the team's ability to kill penalties and stay in it and pick up at least a point in a game that they didn't really have business doing that in. So uh, there's a little bit more to be top, uh, positive about, but he he's certainly a big um, aspect of that. Um Maddie's centering an elderly line from a box. I made the same thing. I said the same thing at the start of our live game commentary. I was like, they got the oldest guys on a line with Maddie Veneers. Let's go. <laughs> yep. Yep. They sure do. I mean, that's let's. Yeah. Cause Belmar, I mean, Belmar's the only one older, but like as far as yes. top six forwards, yep. Tatar is 33. Yeah. Everly's up there. <laughs> Everly's also that's 33. leadership. Maddie's yeah. line mates have a combined age of 66. RJ. Makes it sound not great. Habak, speaking of elderly, I'm just happy Joe Pavelski didn't score. That's yeah, true. that's right. He didn't score. How many assists did he get? I know he got one on, on one of the passes across there. Yeah. And as I was saying, like, Alexiak, just let the man have the shot. I look over and I'm like, well, it is Joe Pavelski. <laughs> yeah, no, maybe so, not, actually. There's no <laughs> good options there. Yeah. Uh, Firebirds play in Henderson Wednesday, home on Saturday. Thank you, Absurdly Sane, for that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Henderson's not that far away. That's like, what, a 45, eh, maybe an hour plane ride. Um, just about. Yeah. Becca, two Becca, assists. Two assists fantasy. <laughs> yeah, the other one was that great fake out on the on the six on five from the point. Yeah. I, if we covered the Dallas Stars, I would spend like an hour making a video breakdown of that play and how genius it was. If we covered the Dallas Stars, Joe Pavelski would have a restraining order out on you, RJ, because you just bug it him so much <laughs> to talk about everything. Joe, what do you think of this? What about this? What should I have for lunch today, Joe? <laughs> I, you you got it when there's brilliance in front of you, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's good we're not covering the stars. <laughs> just say it. Just say it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hype Ball's been in, in favor of uh, the Tomas Star experience. Are you guys uh, working on any kind of meetup during the Winter Classic? Sean's asking. Yes, we're going to have uh, a meetup at Queen Anne Beer Hall, the original location, not the new location, on the 30th. Um, they're doing it's hockey at the hall. Is that right? Yeah, it's called Winter Hockey Hall. It's yeah. it's a big event there. Yeah. And so on the 30th, we will be there. And then I mean, we'll be around with, for the various festivities. I know we want to go to the fan fest as well. We're just trying to get some details as far as like what the actual schedule is. Um, because mm -hmm. the league still hasn't let us know. 
Yep. <laughs> so that's that's still part of it. But yeah, I'd love to go check out like the fan fest and, and see people there and, and do that kind of stuff. But for sure, Beer Hall on the 30th is, is definitely a place you can come and catch us and definitely want to say hi and, and meet everybody. Um, that was a savage RJ impression, apparently. <laughs> Got a lot of experience uh, to, to work on it and hone it, huh? Yep, definitely. Striatic Solution, Kraken somehow trade for Joe Pavelski. He's second on my unrealistic want list for the Kraken after Zach Hyman. It's definitely, those would be two guys to prioritize for sure for the Kraken, RJ. If you could get either of those two guys, you, you got to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, as, as you point out, maybe it wouldn't be the best thing for us if Pavelski came to the Kraken because I would yep. just be asking about all the great things he does all the time. Yep. And then Lindsay, death taxes and stars scoring a six, a six on five goal against the Kraken. They just every time, RJ, every time. Uh, I didn't even really think about that much because they didn't have the, the goalie pulled late in the game. They weren't trying right. to come back. It yeah, was just the middle of the game. But yeah, normally it's to tie it. Normally it's doing what we did in this one uh, for them. And then uh, Daniel asking, what other center are you calling up if not Shane? So, yeah, assuming Belmar misses time, RJ, and then you do have that whole um, uh, at the center position. I mean, Shore could play center, right? Yeah, sure. Could play center. He, yeah, he he's been a center in the past. He can do that. So, I mean, that that kind of makes it easy for you. He's versatile. Yeah. He can play center. He can play wing wherever you need him. Yeah. So that's that's how we. That's probably what the Kraken would go with here. Um, go ahead and do a last call here. If there's anything that was skipped earlier or or you want uh, answered now, now would be a good time. Um, light the PK being as good as it's been yet still has such a bad rank speaks for how hard it is to move up the PK ranks after having um, a bad patch happened last season too. Oh, definitely. That's one of those, like it's, it gets really tough. It gets really tough to do. Um, about how many fights going to see on Wednesday? I don't know. I mean, will we see any, you think RJ after all the, I think one, last game? one, I think one, and it might Ooh. not be the one that we expect. Oh, I mean, so I don't know. That's it. That's all you're going to give. Not going to give a name. I, well, all right, let's, let's give a name here. Um, because Vince Dunn is who I would expect. Right. Vince Dunn's who I would expect. I mean, the, the first name that came to my mind was Will Borgen, but I'm like, well, actually, you might you would expect him, Will, So I don't does, know. Does Will Borgen fight? He he has. He, yeah, he, he has. He gets a lot of roughing after the whistle stuff, but I don't always think of him as a fighter. But yeah, now that I'm thinking about he it. He must have yeah. dropped the gloves at yeah. some point. I, I'm sure he has. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh um, we don't need a center, do we? Only if Belmar's going to miss time, Tammy, would we need somebody for the fourth line? And again, I think Shore makes sense to to go with there. Um, it's going to be Karts and someone from Nicole. Cartier is a good guess there. Um, how many fights sponsored by Hat Trick Trivia from Rebecca? <laughs> Hat Trick yeah, Trivia. Quick, the trivia question. Who's, who's fighting on Wednesday? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the trivia answer. Will Morgan. Yes um let's see uh uh Riker evans from habak there also uh and feel like dunn's reined himself in tonight so i don't think he would be the guy I, you never know kaylin dylan you owe rj a joe shirt or equivalent to the deep v he got you let me get you just like the whitest hockey stick i can find rj because that's like what joe favelski uses Yep, that that fit perfectly. Uh, that'd be good. I mean, I, hey, I'm not expecting like the the deep V was the luckiest find. I don't think I could ever replicate something like that. I mean, there were only two hoodies left 
it was a Will yeah. Borgen one, and it was that deep V. Like that was just that was just divine it, it, luck. That was that was yeah, that was a universe type thing. I mean, I'm still forever grateful you got it for sure. Uh, but yeah, no, but the universe was... put it right in my hands. There, <laughs> yeah. that's you know, I, I did what anyone would do with that situation. <laughs> yes. Um, off topic question: Do you guys plan to put an ECH wall tapestry back up on the shop? So I don't. We never sold these. Like we just did these custom for us. Right. Right. And I don't yeah. know if there was a um because I, I did Teespring have a wall tapestry I option. I don't so. know I think that we I had ever to go somewhere. Yeah, I think we had to go somewhere. These else are not from. Teespring. Yeah, these are yeah. not from Teespring. We got these like just made custom for us. So I know that was like these are were never available on the shop. Um, but yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure if that was an option on the shop at any point. Yeah. So we'll 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 look into that though. If there's um. I want for it. Uh, Edward, okay, this may be crazy, but hear me out. These injuries got me thinking, what if we're in the Infinity War phase of the season? Then in the end game of the season, we have our portal seed moment. Oh, okay, get everyone back, make a push to clinch a playoff spot, go on a run, and win the Stanley Cup. I have i don't think that that's that crazy, RJ, because I think if you continue to tread water the way that they have, you get Schwartz back, you get Berkey back, you get Philip Grubauer back, you know, McCann back, right? Why couldn't that happen? We saw that from yeah. them last year. They weren't supposed to beat Colorado in round one. They weren't supposed to take Dallas to seven, right? I, why yeah. couldn't it happen? Well, yeah, why not? I've I've totally seen those movies. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there. I figured I'd trash you enough, but if you're gonna do it, I mean, well, no, thank thank you for steering me around. That. <laughs> I, was, I, was I just trying. jump right into it. <laughs> I was trying. I was trying. Um, let's see. There's some Borgen clips on hockey fights for sure. Yeah, I I. I, I realized, but after the fact, striatic. Uh, but thank you there. Um, all right. Is that why half our team has disappeared to injury? Might as well be, Julia. I mean, it's as good an explanation as anything. <laughs> Edward could be totally on it for sure. Um, Light, the real fight we all want to see is the one for all of you to get to our sponsor tonight, Flatstick Pub. That's right, RJ. <laughs> Although, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, and that is great, Light. So I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything. But here's the thing. What's great about Flatstick Pub, RJ, is that there's six locations. So we don't have to all fight each other for like a good spot or something to get into any one location because there are six of them around the great state of Washington. So got that going for them. That's right. There's enough Flatstick Pub to go around for everybody. You can go there, have a good time. I mean, yeah, with six locations, you know, closest to wherever you are. And I mean, certainly mm -hmm. if you're near a Kraken game, that South Lake Union location is uh, bumping after those games. Definitely. So we're going to, um, we'll, we, and yes, the fight that I want to see RJ is us playing duffel board and we're going to have to try to make that happen. It's going to be tough because of the scheduling on this little trip. I'm up there, um, at the, but like, that's the one that needs to happen the most. And we're going to have to make a video yeah. out of that for sure. Definitely. I can tell you're feeling confident too. So I, I can't wait to just, I, I am, there's no reason for me not to think I can, I've beaten you in pool. This is closer to pool than than mini golf or putting so i why wouldn't i be confident just saying i don't know I surprise you. tell me everybody if duffelboard is really not anything like pool and if i need to start changing things up here <laughs> but I, it's the way it looks like to me anyway um so thank you everybody for joining us here uh for for this game tonight for this post game live presented by flat stick pub really appreciate it thanks everybody for all of the super chats and we will see you all after the game on Wednesday. I'm excited. Get do role reversal again, RJ. To be at the game. Let's go. And yes, I will have the five gum. I know Christian said that or asked about that earlier in the chat. I will have the five gum. So <laughs> be ready.
Yeah, be ready, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>